and welcome to Business Beyond Usual. My name is Adam Fasher. It is October 30th, 2019, and I'm joined by Katie Coleman. And we're here for another episode of the Business Beyond Usual podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about relationships with Ross. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to get in touch. We want to make this podcast a little more interactive with the audience this year, and we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send us a message at bbupodcast.com at umich.edu. Again, that is bbupodcast at umich.edu. To ask us any questions, send us episode topics, or just say hi. We'll spend some time at the beginning of each episode reviewing your messages and answering any questions you might have. And with that, let's get started. So as we mentioned today, we're here to discuss all things related to relationships in business school. Uh, we have some great panelists here today, and we'll let them introduce themselves in a bit. Uh, who are going to share some of their journey with us and how relationships have affected their MBA experience. So, uh, Peter, Becca, why don't you just give us a brief intro about yourselves? Uh, can you tell the people, uh, I kind of spoiled it, but your name, uh, year at Ross, your pre-MBA experience, and your post-MBA goals? Sure. So, my name is Peter Cristiani. I'm a second year here at Ross. Before business school, I worked at Red Bull for five years bounced through several different departments within the company. Um, Post-MBA goals are all over the place. Last year, I recruited for general management, tech, and marketing, interned at Zillow. Potentially might go back. A lot's hinging on my wife. Well, I'll turn over to her now. <laughs> my name is Becca Cristiani. I'm also a second-year MBA here at Ross. Um, Pre-Ross, I worked started my career in nonprofits, then I worked in startups, both in retail and then in digital marketing. Um, Post-Ross goals um, are to working at the intersection of retail and tech. This summer, I interned at Nike in operations um, in a retail meets tech um, kind of focus. And that's what I will, uh, the industry that I will be looking at into for full time. Okay, so uh, Katie, you want to do your introduction as well? I mean, I know some of the people at home probably already know you from the introduction episode, but... Sure. Um, So I am Katie. I am an MBA one. Um, Prior to Ross, I was in consulting, doing strategy consulting for EY across industries, really loved it. And that's kind of where I'm looking for um, for my post-MBA. I'm looking to do strategy maybe in tech, maybe somewhere else. We'll, we'll see where I end up for my internship. And um, I actually brought my partner with me to Ann Arbor. So he's not a student, but he is almost just as involved or more involved than some of the students um, that I work with. Awesome. And uh, for those of you at home who don't know me, I'm Adam Fasher. I'm an MBA two at Ross. Pre-MBA, I was a lawyer and accountant and uh, did a bit of uh, startuping in Israel. Um, at Ross, I recruited for general management, among other things, did my summer at Whirlpool at their GLP program. And same as Peter's point, uh, hoping to go back, but depending if uh, my wife gets an offer there as well. So we'll see about that. And to the relationship part, my wife is also part of the MBA program, same year as me. Okay, so with introductions out of the way, do we want to get started with the questions? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Um, okay, so Peter, Becca, our first question is, how did you both end up at Ross? Like how, just tell us a bit about your search as a couple for the MBA and how that has affected it and why Ross and all that. I'll let Peter start with that one. 
Yeah. So I always knew I'd want to get into business school probably at some point. We went to a liberal arts college. We went to the same undergrad school. And I knew long-term to get to where I wanted to be, having some of the core business fundamentals would help me. So uh, with that being said, too, I also always had my eye on Ross. Um, I really wanted to go to Michigan undergrad, frankly. And then I started getting recruited for football and, and was not getting recruited by University of Michigan, sadly. Uh, so I ended up going to a different school. And so it always been in the back of my mind. So Ross was a school I was interested in. Um, and then one day after Becca had kind of transitioned out of social services and was working some startups, she also was more of a catalyst for like, okay, I want to go to business school and I'd want to go pretty soon. Uh, so we went to a multi-school event. Um, went to a multi-school event where Ross was there along with a lot of other great schools, had a good time chatting with uh, all of them. But again, I was had my like Ross goggles on and I was like, in my opinion, Ross is the best, but I really wanted us to approach the process totally individually and figure out what schools we wanted to apply to individually and uh, what schools we wanted to go to in that respect. But we knew that we wanted to go to the same school regardless. Yeah. So after the event, um, we knew we both wanted to go to business school. We decided to look at schools. Knowing, knowing we both wanted to go to the same school, we also were open to the idea of going to different schools in the same area. So we decided to make our kind of list of top business schools um, independently and then rank them independently. Um, and I was really excited about Ross as well. I didn't really vocalize it right away because I wasn't sure what it was about it. It could have just been his excitement that that got me going. Um but once we kind of made our list and saw who was on top, um, I told Peter that, that Ross was my number one as well. Um, kind of knowing it was his number one, but, but not really because, again, we ranked them completely independently. So um, we were lucky enough to both get into our, our top choice. Um, and now we're, we're here now. And I would say that another kind of reason we both ended up here was um, due to due to Michael Lippert as well. I don't know if you all talk to him. I kind of call him the um, relationship pro or the partner pro. Um, for those listening, he's a he's one of the admissions directors here at Ross, and his uh, partner actually was an MBA student while he was working here. So When Becca told me, it was kind of like late at night, and she was like, I think Ross is my number one. And I like hopped up out of bed. I was like, are you serious? She's like, like, what? And I startled her. And I was just like, it's my number one. I just didn't want to tell you that. But I think it was like, you know, we both wanted to go to a school that people were going to be there to be a part of the community and be a part of the school. So a lot of the schools we tended to look at were probably like not in major cities necessarily, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they attract people who might be there because of the city or the mm-hmm. industry or their friends or otherwise. And we felt that Ross was a really kind of like community driven, collaborative school. I think that's really what kind of spoke to us a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's funny that you mentioned Michael because he was like instrumental in us selecting Michigan as well. I think he does such a great job in including partners and reaching out. And I think just Michigan in general does mm-hmm. a really great job with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say the exact same thing. He's, <laughs> he's probably the reason we were at Ross too. We, yeah, we got in touch with him like the March before we applied um, through a friend of mine who now graduated from Ross. And, you know, the rest was a love story. So, uh, so Michael, if you're listening, we all, we all love you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so just to touch on what you guys said about uh, being um, ambivalent about doing same school or same area, like what drove you in that? Because I know from my experience, and I mean, it could be a bit different because my wife and I, we came from Israel. So for us, it's like a whole new um, adventure, whole new world. Um, so for us, not doing the same school was out of the question, which obviously complicated our 
school search, but luckily enough, we had uh, Ross extend the offer for both of us. So what, like, what were your considerations for doing it in the same area versus doing it, you know, same school? And why was it even on the table, if, if that's okay, me asking? Yeah, definitely. Um, so to answer that question, I kind of have to go a little bit backwards. The first year of our relationship um, was long distance. So we started dating um, about two months before we started, before we graduated from our undergrad. Um, and so the knowing, first... Knowing that we were moving to other coasts of the country. <laughs> yeah, fully knowing I was going to Boston and Peter was moving to LA. So the first year of our relationship, we were bi-coastal. So that's like a three-hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So when looking at business school, we knew that we were okay going to different schools. However, we did have some geographical constraints. We did not want to be in different time zones. I think that was probably the biggest consideration. We wanted to be close. So schools that were either both in the same city or at least both in the same region, we would have potentially considered. Um, but the, the goal was definitely definitely the same school, same area. I think the, the thing to add to was that was kind of the initial thought process. Um, but we also tend to be very competitive. So the idea of you think about like North Carolina's, the L.A. schools, things like that, like one's ranked higher than the other. And we were both kind of like, mm, I don't know if either of us could really bear with not going to the higher ranked school. And then luckily, <laughs> uh, the other thing was we our whole application process was pretty abridged. As I said, I was like thinking about it. I had actually planned on applying in your year, Katie. Okay. And then Becca was like. Nope, like want to do it, want to do it now. And that was September. And so it was like, okay, round two applications are in January. Let's take this GMAT and figure it out. Um, and luckily we took the GMAT. We had similar scores. Um, so we figured that we would be in the range for most of the, so we ended up not applying to the less competitive ones in any city. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun fact about that is um, since we went to the same undergrad, we have completely different backgrounds, but we did go to the same undergrad. So our um, one of our undergrad GPAs is slightly higher than the other. Point oh six. And then the other person got slightly higher ten on points. the ten points than the GMAT. So we did feel like at the end of the day we we were the same, you know, applying to the same yeah. tier schools. We complete each other. Yeah. yeah, we balance each other out. He's got the higher Ross GPA. <laughs> VPA. <laughs> That's kind of how we are, are still a little different um, since I was the only one applying. But I definitely think for me, um, it was important that we were kind of in a bigger city that my boyfriend could figure out employment if he wanted to transfer his job, which he ended up doing. Um, and so it was just a little easier for us if we were kind of by a big metro area. Yeah, I mean, we were... To my point earlier, I mean, we looked for schools that will take both of us and, you know, the better the school, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. But, and Ross, honestly, I mean, Ross, we we didn't even know about Ross before starting the process. I mean, coming from Israel, we know about the MITs, Harvards, Kellogg, Booth, Stanford, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, and um, my best friend who was... He was actually here for the previous episode we did mm-hmm. for career pivoting. Cool episode if anyone's interested about career pivoting, which is 90% of you listening <laughs> at home. So, you know, just throwing it out there. So anyway, uh, he was at Ross at the time and he told me, you got to check it out. I know your personality. I know your fit. You're going to fit here perfectly, uh, both you and Noga, my wife. And we said, yeah, I mean, it's on the way between, you know, Boston and because we were doing a road trip to 
visit the campuses. Like it's on the way from Boston to Chicago. We might as well. I mean, we'll yeah. drop by. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come visit. Uh, it was the first time we met Michael in person. Like, uh, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, and then as soon as we got here, we were like, same as you guys, like the late at night bit. Mm-hmm. Like we turned to each other, like after the meeting with Michael and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like, so it went from like an, an obscure, I don't know, safety school that some people do like to like a strong number one once mm-hmm. we got here. So anyone listening at home who, you know, needs to sell their partner <laughs> on Ross, just, just bring them to Ann Arbor. Yeah, it'll it'll do it'll do a trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for undergrad, I some people kind of said some of my friends like they knew when they stepped on a campus if it was a good fit or not, and I never really had that in undergrad, um, but I definitely felt that at Ross when we came for for the interview day, uh, I was definitely sold sold once we got here. So definitely agree. Yeah, get on out here. Yeah. Now, as a as a couple, and Katie as someone who. Did a remote relationship and now brought her partner over to Ross. Like, what were your guys' expectations for these two years? Like, going through the experience, through the MBA experience as a couple? I think one of the expectations I probably had was a little bit more time together. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think this year is opening it up more so. But last year, since we were recruiting for different things and And one of the things Becca was recruiting for was consulting too. At any given day, all of a sudden she'd get invites to seven different dinners and happy hours and whatever and what have you. And I was just like, oh, okay, um, I'll stay here and keep looking at my companies. <laughs> just like, um, but I think like it's allowed us to be more intentional about creating those time, those moments. And um, I think that was like one expectation. I think just generally, I remember hearing It just like manifested itself in the relationship. But I remember hearing people say like, oh, I'm busier at business school than I am at work. And I had like a pretty cush job coming in anyway, but I was still like, but it's still work. Like, you know, you're still doing things for around 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, nope, it's true because it's just the spacing of it. You kind of can have stuff going all night. You know, you have awkward half hour pockets of time where you're kind of just stuck at Ross or hour time where you're there at Ross. So it's not time where it's like, there's not like a finite end of the day or whatever. And there's not like, you know, we'd always have dinner together um, when we were working together before. Uh, I was working from home, so I'd usually make dinner. She'd come home, there was dinner, we'd have it. And it was kind of like, yeah, maybe we'd do some passive work, but then we were together. Um, but just being that, you know, you're in different sections. They put all couples who come together in different sections. Um, so your groups are different, you know, recruiting for different things, things like that. Um, we did have to start We got pretty early on decided, okay, we need to be a little, more, need to be a little bit more intentional about spending time together um, or creating that time together. Um, so I think that was one thing. I, I totally thought we were going to come in and just be like, oh, we have so much time together. It's like undergrad again. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one expectation that's been um, – that has come true being here, um, like Peter said, we definitely chose Ross because of its like physical location. Mm-hmm. And we thought that that would foster a lot of sense of community and mm-hmm. intentionality. And I would say that's that expectation has totally come true. And it's nice that we get to do some of those things together, like having small group dinners at our house. Or yeah. um, I also think the location lends itself to small, um, like small happy hours just in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're at Ross and you're in Ann Arbor, everyone's walking around. You can just say, hey, let's go to Garage Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but even beyond that, like let's have a game night. And it's nice that we can 
do those things and build that community. And then also, since we're, we are in different sections, we can kind of bring those people together um, and just build our community yeah. even stronger and more broadly than if it was just one of us. I feel like, to your point about the sections, like two weeks into orientation, it was like, yep, I know two-fifths of the school. Because I knew my section, I knew her section, mm-hmm. and knew like, a lot of people well, very quickly. So that was a really cool way to like quickly meet a lot of people and expand the horizon, uh, which was awesome. I think even going off of that inclusion, that's kind of what I expected as well and was Mm -hmm. hoping for, but I wasn't sure bringing my partner in if it would be like the same experience that you guys had kind of talked about. Um, And I was a little wary about that at first, but I mean, it succeeded my expectations. Like my boyfriend comes to everything. Mm -hmm. He's part of the section as if he was a student. So I think that's something that's really cool about Ross too. Totally. He's got all the time. Yeah, only has a job. <laughs> yeah, he only has a job, but the time thing is huge for us too. I think it's really important knowing that I didn't believe this either. Coming from consulting, I was like, oh, it cannot be worse than consulting. I'm gone all the time, but it is. <laughs> um, and it's really important to carve out that time and make that time special for both of you because, I mean, you don't have that much of it. Sure. Last thing I'll say people always talk about like when you go into business school, you have like three parts of the pie, kind of like, your business, your academics, and your social, and you choose how to like use that, split up that pie among those three things. Yeah. Uh, but I've said is you just quick, and, I, and what I've realized is you quickly just learn how to expand the pie, and it's usually like caffeine that expands it or whatever, right. just to add more time to the day. Because <laughs> what you thought of the allocation, you just find ways to make it the whole thing bigger. Um, so you change market sizes. Yeah, so I, that, that was very much our first MBA year. I mean, th- this year we're trying to Marie Conduit a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get like the seven hours of sleep at night and, you know, to, to your guys' point, like have dinners together and, you know, just carve out that time. Definitely. Yeah. What would you say correlates uh, between all of our experiences and, you know, people listening at home who might have a like a remote relationship? I mean, because you guys did it for the first year as of your relationship. So what do you see their similarities in terms of? what you need to focus on to make sure the relationship stays healthy and, you know, doing it together at the MBA. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things that's kind of similar between the two, and it's hard to do, but to have some type of expectation set on like a weekly basis. Um, Last year, we started implementing after kind of a couple really challenging weeks of not seeing each other almost at all, um, started implementing like weekly Sunday schedule reviews. So we'll just get, and we put that on our calendar too, (laughs) to remind us, um, live and die by the Google calendar (laughs) at business school. So once a week on Sunday, we would look at our schedules for the upcoming week and determine when we could either like have a date night or spend some time together or maybe have dinner together. Um, I would say the dinners were probably a little bit more more tough, but just when we can carve out time mm-hmm. um, and make that a priority. And I think that's something we did a little less intentionally, but definitely tried to in our long distance relationship mm-hmm. that first year, mm-hmm. um, especially with that three hour time difference is figure out in advance when we'd be able to talk to each other and kind of dedicate time to each other because at business school or in a long distance relationship, and I can only imagine if you're doing both at the same time, um, things just change and you think, oh, we'll talk at some point today, but people's schedules are always moving and always changing. So you just need to need to have definitive time that's like relationship time. Um, 
and something that's really hard at business school is because we have such a great community here, mm. sometimes uh, relationship time grows <laughs> and other people, you know, will, will, will want to spend time with other people as well. But we do have to sometimes just draw the line and put up boundaries and say, no, this is just time for the two of us. Um, no friends allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I know that a lot of people at business school tend to we, I mean, we share our Google calendars. My, if I open my calendar, I always see both of our stuff side by side. I've gotten gasped as people have looked at my calendar and I've opened it. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> we're not just double booking everything. I'm not it's my double line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one thing. I know some partners join like the section group me. So we, we use group me here. Other schools use other things, but they join that just so they can kind of kept, be kept abreast. But like also I would say maybe hot take, but I think the long distance could be easier sometimes because kind of how Katie, you were mentioning about consulting for consulting, you knew you're going to be away for, you know, Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then you were kind of home and home was for the most part, probably a little bit more of your time. It's a little bit different when it's like, no, we're in the same city. Like, why have I not seen you as much? Whereas in a long distance relationship, like we were, like I was saying that occasionally you'll have a meeting from, you know, four to six and then another meeting from like six forty-five to eight forty-five or whatever. So you have this awkward pocket of time where you can just kind of like pick up the phone and call your partner. Um, and to the, you know, I don't know, it'd be, we could do it. It'd just be a little funny if like Becca was just calling me from Ross and we we're having like a 45 minute <laughs> chat. <laughs> and we're like, I'm like, you know, I'm five minutes down the road right now. <laughs> still uh, do it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's the spending, spending the time to understand when you can make time for each other. The, the calendar reviews, seeing each other calendar. I think just like beyond just seeing each other's calendar, like it was good to actually sit down and like talk about the plan for the week. We also have dogs. It was like, okay, when are we going to take care of the dogs and, and different oh, things. That, that complicated thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got a puppy, right? No. No? I, we have two kitties. But, kitties. So no puppies, two kitties, way easier. <laughs> Unless, uh, so we're... We want to fly out to, I mean, we are flying out to my sister in LA for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And cats, you need like a cat ear. You can't take them to, <laughs> you know, a dog. It's not a pound. Uh, I forgot the word. Uh, yeah. So, so that's been challenging because Christmas, I mean, nobody's here. Um, yeah. That's part of the NBA. Mm-hmm. trouble of the NBA like nobody's here during mm-hmm. breaks um, so that's a bit challenging but that's completely irrelevant to this episode <laughs> so I'll stop talking about it um, I'll just add to what you guys said that I love the shared Google calendar I might steal it we haven't thought about that we yet. use it it's great Mm-mm. highly recommend yeah and I wanted to add something else but the cat thing threw me off <laughs> the puppy thing threw me so I do want a puppy um, <laughs> But we're probably going to wait till we're out of the NBA and back to like a normal life. I think that's maybe what you told me that you wanted the puppy. Yes. Yeah. We got a puppy the Friday before Hell Week. Yes. Oh so that's been a challenge as well because like we have to make sure that someone's there to let him out because he can only go so long. So like it's a lot of me biking between yeah. Ross and Woodbury and like going back and forth. But it's nice that everything's pretty close to campus that. It's not that you big took of a deal. Week so hard, you bought an emotional support animal. Right, that's why <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a really rough week, and so I got a dog. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about what have you guys uh, found, you know, the most fun and the most challenging about doing the MBA together? Because I imagine, you know, 
I can talk about it from my perspective later, but want to hear your, your take. Yeah, let's start with challenging because <laughs> uh, it kind of relates. It, yeah. yeah, I feel like we, we kind of covered a little bit, but I would say that one of the most challenging parts of having a partner who's also a student, again, is just that, um, especially as, as an MBA one, is your schedule just changes so fast. So mm-hmm. just setting those expectations, um, but also realizing what is quality time and what isn't um, was a big, something we had to work through last year. Um, And I can think of a specific example about four weeks into the semester. Um, It was right around the first weekend of um, October where things kind of, I don't know, came to a head for us where Peter was, I was going out to an event and Peter was like, we have not spent time together since we got to Ross. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? We see each other all the time. We, you know, we go out, we see our friends. I see you at school. And he was like, think about the last time we've spent time together alone. That wasn't just like eating, sleeping or walking our dogs. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, that's been since August and it's now October. Um, So I think we really just had to kind of reframe in our minds what spending time together was. And while those things are really fun and we love spending time with other people in our sections and doing work together, we had to separate that from like quality relationship time. And that was um, seemingly simple, but a big kind of revelation for me that, um, yeah, spending time together can't in the MBA one year just mean doing things that revolve around Ross. We kind of have to separate it. And to that, to further that point, we also probably shouldn't talk about Ross <laughs> during those times or talk about business school and make sure that our relationship is not just academics and recruiting. Um, it's our relationship. I think that was yeah. probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. I think the positive sides of it, uh, were like among other things, um, uh, it was fun, like studying together and like having the built in support system. And I think the really great thing about having a partner at Ross or just in Ann Arbor, um, I really loved the program office last year sent out like, like, uh, the term JOMO, basically like joy of missing out, like as opposed to FOMO, <laughs> but like celebrate this. But it's like a great way to just be able to like remove ourselves yeah. and spend time together. And then I'm also really excited this year to be taking more classes together. So since in the core, we were in different sections. We didn't take the core together, um, but we took the same classes. We would like study together. And I think that's fun. Um, but I also think it'll be fun to be in the same class. And um, I don't know. I like I said, I like to be competitive too. So I'd, I'd, be, I'd be excited to get in some a little bit of discourse, but in class. But yeah, I mean, I think it's the the support system's great because you totally know exactly what the other person's going through, and I think because of that you can give each other some really sound advice across the board. So while like we don't want all of our time to exclusively be about recruiting and school and Ross and whatever it might be, when it does come up, the other person knows what they're going through and they can help keep you grounded or give you like a really informed opinion on class, job, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think just having someone who is out of the program um, and not totally in this Ross bubble that we kind of spend all of our time in, um, sometimes it's a little difficult to explain all the things and be on the same page because I'm doing classwork, I have a million group assignments, I'm doing recruiting. And so I think it's super, super important, as we've all mentioned, to be um, very good at communicating with your partner and making sure that 
going to use some consulting jargon, making, making sure that you're aligned. Um, because if you kind of don't have the same objectives, then you're going to really struggle. Um, that being said, it is really nice having someone who's not in this bubble. So I can go home and not talk about what I got on my marketing exam, um, what I'm doing in strategy class. It's good to like separate a little bit and realize that the world's much bigger than what we're doing in this one building. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we got to the same, uh, Nogan and I, to the same point that you guys found yourself in last October where like she, no, we're talking about something and then Noga's like, can we talk about something that's not Rosswood? And I mean, like, what are you talking about? We just talked about it. And she was like, no, that was recruiting related. <laughs> you just stopped noticing. Like, this is all, like, we're always talking about our odyssey or our behavioral or, you know, uh, where do you want to be post-Ross or like, because everything here is like gearing you towards it. So I think it's very important to take some time and move away from it and, you know, remember how you were before us as a couple. <laughs> part, of the part of the challenge is because it is so valuable to just be able to have that person yeah. with you and, and right. go through the odyssey and everything. Yes. And then you have to kind of step back for a second and be like, okay, but like that shouldn't be the sole focus of a relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. But it's so valuable to be able to have that at any point. You study like, for accounting that like we just woke up at like 6 a.m. and started watching like accounting videos before the exam, you know, like I woke up and I'm like, all right, time to study. <laughs> it's just important to realize like when Peter is like Peter, my live-in classmate <laughs> versus Peter, my husband and like being able to separate those two people um, when I need to. Yeah, it's very much a double-edged sword. I mean, to Katie's point, uh, there are challenges to managing a lot of challenges. I won't apply to managing a relationship with someone who isn't doing the Ross experience with you because it's not the same energy levels. They're not going through the same highs and lows of mm -hmm. recruiting because, you know, you always have that one who got away, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Um, and they being in the real world, to your, to your words, um, I mean, they have more perspective. So they, they can be like the shoulder to lean on who is not freaking out about, you know, whatever everything yeah, yeah everything. it's nice that he grounds me a little bit exactly. i find myself worrying about like but on this one quiz that is five percent of my grade <laughs> i didn't get a hundred percent and he's like do you realize what you're saying right now <laughs> like take a step back so that's nice too yep i agree so you know <laughs> everything has its advantages and disadvantages what was your guys biggest surprise about having a significant other in the program with you I think one of the fun surprises is just meeting so many people and being like, um, you know, Peter, 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 Chris, are you Becca's husband? You know, like you meet so many, you have like so many just like second degree connections. Um, I think both of us are pretty involved in, in campus in a lot of different respects. So you're like constantly meeting people in that regard. Um, and just like, it's been like a really pleasant surprise of how like quick things like, oh yeah, like, you know, you were meeting with her for whatever peer coaching or this, that, whatever, and it, like quickly, I think like breaks down barriers and a lot of like communications and conversations and stuff, which has been like a really fun, pleasant surprise. I, I don't think I totally thought of as much, um, that was going to be coming into the, the process, but it's been really enjoyable and just like allows you to quickly connect with people. Yeah. I would say that 
the biggest surprise for me was kind of the that studying together. I was not yeah. expecting um, to enjoy that so much, mm-hmm. especially like Peter said, we were in different sections. So for the core classes, we often had different professors, but at the end of the day, the content was the same. So being able to study with a classmate um, at the drop of a dime outside of Ross was really nice um, and really fun. Um, you know, we kind of spoke to it earlier. We, we have different strengths. And so being able to study for different subjects together um, was also not only fun, but super valuable um, to the academic experience. Yeah. Yeah. What surprised your partner the most? What surprised him? Um, I think how busy I was. (laughs) How we got a puppy and then he and then I was kind of like, see you later, have fun with the dog. (laughs) But um, no, I think it's I think it's been really great. And I think he's really grateful for the Ross community, because even if he's having like a tough day at work or whatnot and goes to a club event or anything else, um, everyone at Ross is super supportive, not just of me, but also of him. So I think that's something that's really cool about our community. Okay, is there. Anything you guys want to add to anyone listening at home? Think about relationships either remote or at Ross or at at Ross. I think one underlying thing that I guess like Katie's probably said, but like just like explicitly is like valuable to say is just like people really appreciate and like value partners both at Ross, at at Ross or um in long distance relationships, I think people are like very conscientious and tend to ask you a lot about your partner. If they're in a long distance relationship, they want to know like what's new, how's it's going. Um, partners at Ross oftentimes like who aren't in the school get super integrated in clubs, not just the partners club, but in like, uh, I'm pretty sure the head of like Mason, uh, not Mason brew, malt and blue scotch, the whiskey society, like, Either my first year coming into it was a partner. So like one of the presidents of the, of the club was a partner. And then I think even within the community itself, like a lot of conversations are just like with people in my section, like, oh, I haven't seen Becca. Like, how's Becca doing? Like people, I think people are really like, it speaks to like the good people at Ross and they're very conscientious and they're like genuinely curious about how the relationship is going. And I think, you know, while not everyone can empathize with the situation, like they do try to sympathize, especially when you think about like long distance relationships. And Definitely. I think people are like, um, you know, going out of the way to ask you and like see if there's ways to support or if your partner's in town, they get super excited. And like going back to Becca's point, like we, we're not going to just run out in a long distance relationship. But if someone's partner's in town for the weekend, they're like, oh, like, when are we going to see them? Like, yeah. And they're like, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen them in two. Like, let me, <laughs> I want to spend a little time first. Um, but like the section's like clamoring for them to come out and like, oh, are we going to do like lunch, brunch, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> so I think it's like a really, it speaks to like the community aspect of Ross and how like there's a lot of just like genuinely good people here who like are doing it because they sincerely care and not just because it's like the polite cordial thing to do. Yeah. Point blank, just people care. And that's why we wanted to come to Ross. That was one of the biggest draws for us. And it's really fun to see that, see all the different ways that that takes shape here at Ross, whether it's with partners or any other aspect of your personal professional or academic life people care people are interested um and that just makes it a really great community but it also just makes it really fun i agree yeah i totally agree with all of that and i think it's more so that people also like understand and they're kind of like you and like-minded um there is just such an inclusive culture here that it's just of the fabric of ross so it's just a Mm no-brainer 
I think that's as high of a note as we're ever gonna get. <laughs> so with that, I really want to thank you, Becca, and you, Peter, for taking time and joining us here, and Katie for putting all the awesome questions and production in place. Much appreciated. Uh, my name is Adam, and you guys are listening to Business Beyond Usual. Business Beyond Usual is brought to you by the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. Executive producers are myself, Adam Fasher, Andres Fuentes-Athlick, and Bob Neaton. Today's episode was produced by Katie Coleman and Adam Fasher. Jonah Brockman did our recording and editing today. Thanks, Jonah. Until next time, I'm Adam, and this is Business Beyond Usual. <laughs>